everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Faces with me, Aggie Gold. I'm here to tell you how to get your child into show business. And what better guests can I have the honor of having than a star and her mom, a star in her own right, to talk about their journey. She is an amazing actress, musician, singer, songwriter, stand-up comedian, producer, and host. She's been best known for playing Melrose on Glow, but Do Re Mi, Amazon Prime's video's newest original animated series for preschoolers, was not only her brainchild, but she co-created it and also stars in it, along with Kristen Bell and Luke Youngblood, now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Her mom is Bella Tone, a dear friend of mine for over 40 years, and probably the best example of a supportive mom in this industry. Please let me introduce you to Jackie and Bella. Welcome, welcome, both of you, and thank you for Yay. being on my well, show. I'm clapping for mom. Well, she had to be really led into that. Did you see she wasn't really clapping for me? And then she. uh I know. Okay, Jackie, Jackie, I just want to say that I know how busy you are. So this is really an honor to have you here. Thank you you so much. You have to be kidding me. I would do anything for you, with you, around you. (laughs) Thank you, Jackie. Let me ask you something. And I don't even know if you know about this, but your mom and I always talked about doing something with you in show business when you were little kid okay I, mean, I know you before you were born actually I her best friend was a manager so we talked about getting you into show business and I saw your talent early on but as much as I wanted to represent you I just felt you were not ready yet so then you hit the ripe old age of seven or eight <laughs> and wow what a difference in your self-esteem and confidence but your self-awareness knowing that this was what you wanted to do from your head down to your toes was what sold me. Do you remember any of this, Jackie? Yes. I, what I remember of this is never, ever, ever wanting to do anything else ever. That's what I always remember that even when I was a baby, I wanted to be a TV star. I've since, um, When my parents sold the house in New York, I found all these old journals from when I was 10, 11 years old that talked about wanting to be an actress and a TV star. Every project I ever did was like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to like every book report was like a book report about Joan River. Like it was always the Gilda Radner, Joan, Bette Midler, like the eye, my eye was always on the prize, but it was in, it was in your blood. Mm -hmm. Were your parents in the business? No. So my parents are my mom um, sitting next to me right now talking about her like she's not here. What do you think? <laughs> Take a hike, woman. Um, I my mom um, is I, when I always explain her on, on in interviews, she's so funny, but she's not funny the way like kids make fun of their moms where it's like she said this dumb thing. And then we all get to laugh like, no, she's properly making the joke. She's a joke writer and like could have been um so I was just always it's funny too I've actually we're in Florida right now and I like watch her drop bits on some of her friends and (laughs) they go like right over their head but she still does it like this morning someone said where's Jackie she said I think
think she's still chained to the radiator. And amazing, <laughs> amazing. It went right over her friend's head. She just, <laughs> she just said, oh, she's in town? And it was like, that was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> you have a joke? Anyway, so no, you know, my parents are not, are in no way, shape or form in the business. And the only reason I am is because of you. Oh, not because of me. But I well, what were we going to do? They weren't going to find someone, you know, that it was just very serendipitous. I, I was born as me and we knew you and you, you know, what were you going to say, Ma? No, I was going to say, and we can't minimize that she got her father's musical talent. Oh, there's no okay. Yeah. So he, and he did sing his way through college. So not professional, professional, but he did sing in groups. And well, he was friends with Vito in the Salutation, which is lost on this generation. But yes. So Bella, you have way more than two hats. <laughs> but the two I remember was typical mother to a child getting into show business and friend as one of my closest. Do you remember how nervous I was about this affecting our friendship? Even though I've said a million times that there are no guarantees in this business. And even though I believed in Jackie, I always knew she was going to make it. I just didn't know when. So and no one could know that. So I worried about our friendship. Do you remember that? I do remember that. But I don't ever I never felt that way. I never felt that it would impact our friendship. You know, I know that we want I wanted it very much for her because that's what she wanted. But um I don't know if I ever thought that it would impact our friendship because because uh, no one worked as hard as you. I no mean, one, we still talk no about one it. was you. So mm-hmm. um, how could I have thought that oh. it was never well, on you? But I was nervous. Do you remember that I used to say to you, okay, because my office was attached to my house. And I used to say to you, if you come, if you want to talk about business, you got to walk in the office door. If you want to talk about our social life, because we have been friends for forever. You come through the house. Remember, we. I, I wanted to I do remember keep that, it, but it wasn't offensive at all. You know, drawing boundaries was something you were much better at than I. So, yeah, and it, I think it worked. I think that's what helped us. Without question, it really, really helped. The only way that you truly impacted my life, in a way, was when Jackie fought, left for California. That right. was. But that we're not up to that yet. Not yet. Jackie, let me ask you something now. What grade were you in when you started booking? I mean, were your friends jealous? Kids could be very mean. Couple things about that that I remember. So I started booking. The Nanny was my first big gig, but I had done a couple commercials before that. I had done like the Rice Krispies and the Mothers Against Drunk Driving one. And they were like random industrials and little there was something we did on a plane a united industrial oh, God, or something yes. so there was like these random ones so i don't know that anyone was really jealous of those but when i did you know i didn't really deal with too much jealousy i think i would have more if i had other kid actor friends right because then you tell your kid actor friends oh i got this and they're like oh that's not that big a deal but <laughs> my kids at like boardman elementary in oceanside they really they, but I want to add something to that. She was very conscious of not showing off. She never said when I was picking her up an hour or two before school ended to take her to an audition, she would never say, bye, I have an audition today. She <laughs> just said, my, I have to go somewhere with my mom. 
It is, so, that is true. I definitely was hyper, you know, and I wonder if I was hyper aware of minimizing it at such yes, a young age, you were. but I wonder if the reason I know I was, but I wonder if the reason that I was hyper aware of minimizing it was because maybe little, other little kids weren't cool with it. I don't, I don't know if that was my, as we talked about beforehand, like my hyper awareness of my surroundings at a really young age. Like if I thought, oh, kids might give me crap for this why don't I just minimize it before that even happens? I don't quite remember, but I know I mim minimized it. Yep. And I never, even when I was like in my teen, like teens and twenties, I remember people asking like where I was going or what I was, where I did, what I did for a living. And I always said like, I either was a waitress or I worked at Target. <laughs> I don't know it was why. Smart. I stopped doing that though. Um, well, before I started working, I like had a, I don't know, some sort of change of heart where I was like, no, I'm going to say what I do. What am I doing? Let me ask you, what about your two older brothers? How did they handle all the attention you were getting from mom? Did they also want to be in the business? Well, we'll have different answers to that, but um, they did not want to be in the business. I agree. But I don't, I think they, I can't, I never really spoke to them about this. I can't imagine all the attention I was getting was easy for them but i also they're it couldn't it couldn't have been easy it couldn't no, have been think about this by the time i was 10 11 12 was really when i was starting and doing and doing the nanny when i was 12 skippy was seven scott was 17 so it's not like he needed my mom to like do mm -hmm. stuff for him he's a 17 year old kid you know and so and buddy was 15 so it's like it's hard to say it's not like I was four or five and she didn't get to raise them because she was taking me on auditions. That's, she sort of feels that way, but I look back on it and maybe I have rose colored glasses because it was me who she was taking, you know, such extra care with, but. I have spoken to them and neither of them have felt that I, that I took away from them when I went with Jackie. I think it would have but, been different if it happened when I was younger and, and if, you were like missing. Well, you, you did, stuff you did start going on auditions at eight. So how old were they? They were still young. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still okay. For some reason it was, is okay. They went with friends. They. Great. They, Bella, your husband was a PE teacher working far from home. Yes. Could he take off from work to care for your other children? And how did you manage that? Like, what did you do? My, my listeners want to hear this. Like, if you had to take Jackie on an audition, did you have to get sitters? Did you have a network of other moms in or out of the business? And this was way before computers and social media. media. So how did you manage, especially when you needed to travel with Jackie for a few weeks? When I needed to travel, it was a different ball game. And Alan... There were always friends that I could count on. Can, can the kids come to you after school or kids that were on their same teams that they would hang out with? You know, a, for some reason, I don't remember that part well. Alan was able to come home at around three, four o'clock and take over. And sometimes he couldn't. So that, believe it or not, is vague, but it worked. But it has to work because you have to plan for it. It's not easy when you are leaving and we're leaving town and you have often called me in the last minute and said, Jackie needs to be in L.A. at uh, six o'clock tomorrow morning. And you booked the flight and we had to pack and forgot a lot of stuff and be at the airport like immediately. Yeah. Did you remember that she did a commercial once, I think, up in uh, Bear Mountain? Yes. And you, you had oh, to be wow. there at 
four in the morning and I gave you that the day before and you were and like my mother was there and she was freaking out she goes but Bella it's dark <laughs> there was no there were no cell phones and it was right. before G it was amazing but we got to Bear Mountain how oh did my you God. did you use like a uh, I don't uh, know a Thomas gun <laughs> I don't know is that you know, so <laughs> yeah, like that was crazy, but that's a fun story. Ag. We always talk about that for the AT&T because I made myself a principal. Like oh, I was one of the background people, but then I just kept edging my, my little tiny head closer and closer to the phone. Like if I was on the phone, <laughs> I was like, I Oh, who are you talking to? <laughs> and so it went from an extra to a principal, just all like on her own, herself, all on her own. Good for you, Jackie. That's what I want to hear. Well, that's the Aggie Gold way. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Aggie had her singing when there was no music. If you walk into an elevator, she would say, sing. You don't remember the, bo the boom box and the double tree? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tell us about that. Okay. So the boom box and the double tree is when I first went to L.A., um, I had a long break. I went to the University of Delaware. And the, one of the major reasons I moved to LA is because I had such a long break between semesters at school. So me, mom, and Aggie flew to California. It happened to be pilot season. And we tell the story that it was like the year of the teenage girl. Dawson's Creek had just come out. And here I was, you know, 18 and ready to go. And we were staying at... <laughs> a hostel called the Adventurer Hotel. But when Aggie would call people to get me a meetings, they would say, oh, where are you staying? And she'd say, oh, somewhere by the airport. It's called La Adventura. <laughs> and she would make it fresh. And then, and then so um, we had a meeting with a guy. They didn't know we weren't staying in the Doubletree. And she said, oh yeah, we'll, um, we'll meet in the Doubletree. And Aggie goes, we'll find a room. There'll be a conference room somewhere. There'll be a business center and we'll bring the boom box and you'll bring your rent CD and you'll just sing, take me or leave me for him in the conference room of the Doubletree. So we met some mocker producer and I broke out the boom box. I did take me for what I am for him in the Doubletree conference room where we were not staying <laughs> we had incredible <laughs> we really did and aggie would brag that jackie could do things that she had to first go and learn oh yeah she told sesame street i could pogo stick and then i had to learn how to pogo <laughs> do you remember i i submitted you for an audition <laughs> I have to shut my phone off. I'm so sorry. I submitted you for an audition where the role called for, it could have been a boy or a girl. So I took your headshot and I whited out all the hair and I put a boy's wig on it and I called your name Jack Tone and I submitted you and I got an audition for you. For some reason, I think they canceled it or something, but I just didn't care. I wanted you seen. I, I, and Aggie used to say, I always tell the story, Aggie used to say, things like um, you have to see her and she had such belief in me where she would say and if and if you don't like her and I'm wrong that she's not a star you'll never hear from me again she would put right. her own neck on the line and then I mean it's a lot of pressure but then I would go in and do my soft shoe number which I don't have and I would go in and do <laughs> shtick and then they would call Aggie and be like you were right we we like her we're gonna see her but yeah I would, it was, 
Or if she was on the phone with CBS, she would call NBC and she says, do you happen to know that I have Jackie Tone with me? And they would go, who's Jackie Tone? <laughs> well, NBC is looking for her. Why? <laughs> She would, she would like, she would pit the networks against each other. You're not supposed to tell anyone that, please. Oh, oh. They used to call me and say, are you pitting NBC against oh. us? Are you crazy? Why would I do that? <laughs> Delete, edit that out, Lise. No, it's, not, <laughs> no, it's too good. Right. Okay. Let me ask you about the audition process, Jackie. As a kid, you were always taken into a room by yourself and your mom was left outside. What was that like? Like... Did you feel, I mean, do you remember what it was like at eight years old? What went through your head after leaving the audition? Like, what I mean is, were you convinced you got the role or did you feel, oh man, I wish I had another chance. I could have done that better. Uh, it depends. Very case by case. I mean, there's so many answers to that question. First of all, the wildest answer of all to me is I have zero memory of ever being uh, uncomfortable as a child going in a room with strangers. Obviously she was right outside the door. It's not like I was in danger, but most kids would be like, no, I'm not right. going in there. And I was like, bye, take care. Like SpaghettiO stains right. on my shirt. I was like, I got this, take, see abroad. And then I would go inside. Like, I don't know where this sort of like truly, I had superpower confidence as a kid. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> less so in my twenties, but I, and then it came back in my thirties and now it's kind of there. But when I was a kid, it was like otherworldly comfort, confidence. What about um, now? What about now? Like when you go for an audition, how do you walk out of the audition? Do you say you nailed it? It depends. I mean, it's very case by case. Sometimes I nail it. And yes, but I never think that nailing it means getting it. And I'll tell you, sometimes I'll go on an audition and feel like I blew it and then I'll be on hold. So I'm like, I, I've learned for these past 30 something years doing this, my, it's not even a radar because I know for a fact whether I did what I, I know for myself, whether I think I did well or not, but I know at this point, enough to know that that doesn't mean anything. Right. It absolutely doesn't. You know, I have a client, Alec Mappa, actually, who I represent now. And Alec would walk out of auditions and he'd call me up and say, oh, I did bad. I didn't do well. And those are the ones you booked. Yep. Always. So weird. You know what it is, though, for comics, though, too? Like, Alec and I are very animated, big personalities, big faces, hands. We do our thing. And a lot of the time when I feel off, I'm smaller and that might translate better for film. Okay. So I'm like a little bit off and I think I'm not giving anything and I didn't really make choices. And what do I, I just, did I just waste my time? What was that? But my low level energy is sometimes other people's high level energy. And so it could be, it could work for a certain thing if I'm low energy, depends. You know, Bella, a lot of, I remember when I had young clients and they loved the audition process, loved it. What they didn't love was getting in the car and driving two hours to get there, hitting, sitting in traffic, that kind of thing, being hungry. You always had food. You always have every, everything for Jackie. But what was it like for you with Jackie? I mean, a after the auditions, um, what know, was she? We didn't, I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you know, no. we, we didn't even talk about it all that much. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy yourself? Was, was they, were they friendly? Were you, you know, did you have fun? 
you know, I couldn't concentrate on anything other than that, you know, and then you could see the other mothers were overly concentrating <laughs> on something like that. And it was exhausting yeah. and it's exhausting because it translates to the children. Well, yeah. You know, you as a manager need to know, or the parents that are listening now who want to get their kids in, you know, it's, it, it's supposed to be a fun process. You know, and a lot of parents, you know, that's where we get our stage mother bad vibes from, you know, because they go, you go in, you, you do your best, you do whatever. Did you say this? Did you say that line like this? Right. Yeah. Do you know what I learned from children? I remember I was at an ad agency and I was in the elevator going down with a whole group of kids who had just come out of an audition. All the mothers would say to their children, what happened? Tell me what happened. And all the kids would say, nothing, nothing. And then maybe four days later, they would say, mom, I said this, I said that, I said this, you know, so it would come out later. But I used to say to my parents, leave them alone. alone. And you know what? And I have been to auditions with Jackie where a little boy was taken to the side by his mother and put blush and shaken so that he would his clothes would look right. And Jackie once got a spaghetti stain just before she went into an audition. So I went, Jackie, just pledge. <laughs> so they don't see the stain. Who oh. cares? You know, Who cares, right? You care about the stain on your shirt. And it, it's such a much bigger picture. That, I had, we, that we often as stage mothers forget, you know, it's not. Yeah, I love the, the, the connotation of a stage mother. It's not bad to me. It's a mother that is extremely supportive. Two little children. I think they were three and four. She went on an audition and she gave each of them a huge container, a clear, huge container filled with M&M's. M&M's, okay. And the children, the children would sit there eating them. And little by little, every child in that room would come over and ask for one. And the mother told them, you don't give anyone. So the children would leave crying. This mother had the entire reception already crying and her two children walked in like champs. Oh, I I remember that day. I remember. Yeah hyper and they were crying and they were from all the sugar i remember so (laughs) you know we often do get a bad rap for being stage mothers but it's supportive is one thing uber supportive and is another what about alan your husband how was he with all this i mean being left alone for weeks sometimes when you had to take jackie out of town You know, I think he was always supportive, just knowing that what we were doing was giving Jackie what she wanted. As a matter of fact, when she finally left for California and she was only 18 when she left, he wrote a song for her as the musician that he is called, Who Am I to Stop Your Dreams? Wow. It's a duet. And it took him weeks till he could sing it to her without crying. Wow. So we can link to it in the pod. I We have a YouTube video of it from a long time ago. It's really. Oh, I love it. Love it. Okay. Jackie and Bella, thank you so much for being here. This was such a pleasure. And I know that everybody wants to continue to listen. So next week, guys, we'll be back with Bella and Jackie. And thank you again for listening to me. This is Fresh Faces with Aggie Gold.
Storygram Network.